1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, this, this, this is Learn to Kick Fear with Love. Take action. Learn how internet marketers, real estate investors, and other entrepreneurs are overcoming their fears and making it happen and being successful. You know she's got the 411. It's time to kick those fears to the curb with Love right now. Right now. Right now. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for uh, tuning in to another episode of Learning to Kick Fear to the curb with no one else but myself with love. I really, really appreciate you uh, for listening into this episode. I have uh, a very special guest. I know I say that about all of my guests uh, because I think that they're all special. But um, this particular gentleman, um, we met a couple of months ago. And before I bring him on, I'll talk a little bit about how we we met. We actually met on Facebook, and we are both part of a mastermind group. Um, of a a marketing product that we purchased. So we kind of connected, and uh, he was here in Dallas. I'm here in Fort Worth, and we got on the phone, talked a little bit, and I shared with him that an upcoming event uh, that I was going to be speaking at, um, uh, that it was going to be coming up soon. And he said, well, okay, send me the details. I'll come. I said, okay, cool. So I sent him the information and didn't think anything else of it. So I did the presentation. after said he was there. Actually, he came early, and um, we kind of talked a little bit, and after the presentation, we talked even more. And he gave me a copy of his book, Expert Riches. And I I couldn't put it down, but before I get Alex on the phone um, and introduce him to you guys, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Alex. Alex Neum is a profit strategist and business coach who has helped hundreds of coaches, authors, speakers, and consultants around the world dramatically grow their businesses, and strategically raise their fees by 300% or more. Today, as our guest, he will share the following strategies that will make a huge difference in your bottom line. These strategies include how to raise your fees by 300% or more almost overnight, the number one thing you must offer when uh, charging premium fees, how to have six-figure business with only a handful of clients, the biggest factor that determines whether um, you can charge premium prices, how to have a more profitable business with your clients, and a whole lot more. So if you are an entrepreneur, a coach, a speaker, an author, you need to turn this up. You need to grab a pen and pad, take some notes, uh, because Alex is definitely someone that you want to listen to. And without any further delay, Alex, welcome.
0: Great to be here, Lo. How are you doing?
1: Um excellent. I'm excellent. I, you know, I, I can hardly believe it's November 21st, so 2013 is about to close out, so time really does pass.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, it sure does. So, yeah, and I'm really looking forward to sharing all, all this uh, information. I really uh, appreciate being on your show here.
1: Uh, absolutely. And, again, thank you for your time. Uh, let's go ahead and dig in to, to the first question here. Uh, you're well-known as an expert who has helped coaches, authors, speakers, and consultants quickly reach or add six figures uh, and more to their businesses. How how exactly do you do that?
0: Well, the, the thing I always start with is, I start with what I call the lifestyle business formula. And um, what I uh, for many of my clients, there are many ways of reaching that number and more. And if you're starting out, the, the milestone is to hit six figure or mid six figure. For somebody's already up and running, our goal is to exceed seven figure or add another seven figure to their business. And But the process is the same. And the key is really you want to start with your lifestyle. And, you know, there's a common saying that talks about, like, you know, do what you love and the money will follow. And I, I, while well, that's that's very true, it's incomplete, what you also want to do is determine what's the market demand and also uh, also what are you good at. So if you, if you want to draw three circles and then just kind of, you know, have them overlap, kind of like the the those rings on the Olympics where you kind of overlap those three circles, the key is really the inter- uh, when those three things intersect, that is when they overlap, that gives you the best you know, chance for success. Now you can succeed with, with again, those three factors are uh, what do you enjoy doing, what are you good at, or what are, you know, what are your expertise, and also what's the market demand. And so for many of my clients, a lot of times what tends to happen is they're, um, they're doing something that they either may not be enjoying or quite honestly they're not very good at, but they want to grow. So so a simple example of this, right? So the one I use is almost it's somewhat comical, but it's also very, very relevant as well. Is you may enjoy cooking and there's a tremendous amount of, you know, demand for that kind of cuisine in your neighborhood, but you just happen to be a terrible cook. Well, odds are if you open up a restaurant, I think even you get everything else right, the food's really terrible, at some point it's gonna catch up with you sooner or later. Probably sooner. So at that point you may want to partner with somebody who's a really great chef. You see, so that's a yes. that's a you know that's a that's a simple example right there. For my personal experience, I was in an industry where quite honestly, uh, you know, candidly, I was good at it, but I wasn't world class. And so, it made, and then the market demand was there, and it was something I enjoyed. But the thing is, I realized I couldn't really grow the business the way I wanted because I wasn't world class, or you know, I didn't feel like I I uh, I wasn't at a sufficiently. Um, I I didn't necessarily uh, want that to be the whole the gate, uh, the holding factor. And so what I did is I partnered with somebody who had who focused hundred percent of their energy on being world class in that one particular skill, and so in that case, we had a very successful business that lasted about three and a half years and then uh then we um and then we went on to other things. but the point is that in that particular case, I identified the market demand and it's something I really enjoyed doing so I could you know focus the next four years of my life in it. It just so happened I wasn't the best person for that particular skill set, so it made sense when me to partner with somebody, and the same thing if you're missing the other two. Uh, you would have to address that as well. Like you may you may be really good at something, and there's a market demand, but you don't enjoy it. And so at that point, you have to retweak the business. And then when you when you do that, you realize that there's a lot of opportunities that's right in front of you that um, that um you know that were possible, but you just overlooked it. Um, I have a client right now that is running a very successful seven mid seven figure business already, and she wanted to start a second business using the proceeds of the first one. And when we looked at it, I identified many ways of basically quickly creating a seven-figure business. But a couple of the things that we had to do to do that, she just didn't uh, for her life for her lifestyle reasons. She just didn't want to pursue it. So we had to identify other ways of getting to seven-figure and still honoring the fact that there were certain things that she you know, just was that she didn't enjoy doing. So th- that's what I call you know at a very high level my lifestyle business formula. Again, what do you enjoy doing? What's the market demand? And what are the, uh, what are you already good at?
1: Absolutely. That's great. Now, mm-hmm. let's, let's say that someone, you know, or I'm just starting out, and, huh? you know, can I really, you know, or someone really charge top dollar?
0: Yes, and it's it's relative, right? Because um, all else being equal, if we're in the exact same market with the exact same skill set selling to the exact same customers, odds are, you know, having more experience, you're definitely going to be able to charge more. But what I find more often than not is a lot of, my, a lot of my clients, and some of these, some of my clients are folks that are literally, you know, um, some of my clients I'm under confidentiality agreements, so I can't, I can't share who they are. But these are folks sure. that have, you know, literally the world's leading authority on their top. In some cases, they all either pioneered the industry or they were there when the industry first started, and they're still under charge. And so, wow. so what it dawned on me is like, well, it's not a function of how many. Uh, you know how many years of experience you have. Now you have to have some expertise. I don't want to basically say sure. that if you, you don't know at all what you're doing. I mean, so I don't want to misrepresent right. the issue. But you know, the majority of the folks that are listening to this, I suspect, they have life skills or expertise that they downplay significantly. So I'll give you an example. I started a company where we were running very large-scale product launches. Uh, for those of you who may not know, that just means it's an online marketing event where there's a lot of things happening uh, at the same time. And it, it, it's almost, I think of it as kind of like a, a movie premiere, right? So this is very, it's, a, it's, a, it's a type of promotion that happens online that's very specialized. So in my case, at the time, this was start, you know, I started this business several years ago. And then what happened was, at the time, there was nobody out there that had it. That You know that was basically I mean we were literally the first person on the scene that did it for our other clients. I mean there was a product about it, but we were the first person to provide the service, so one could argue that we had zero experience right so but yet we were one of them at the time when we had that agency we were we were only two person team we were at, i believe in the easily in the top one percent, if not more you know or even a higher you know uh higher percentage of that for a two person agency to give you from some perspective, we were charging sixty thousand dollars. Many times upfront and a percentage of the gross sales, and so for two person working for only a couple of months, we were paid you know what most people would have to work you know several years to. And many of these projects over over the between the compensation upfront fee and the percentage of the sales, we were paid well over six figures. And wow. yet you could argue that we had zero experience. But what I did is I leveraged the fact that I used to run other large scale projects before, and so I made that relevant to my buyer. You see, so for example. Let's just say that, you know, you, you, you and I spoke a little bit, so do you mind we use you as an example?
1: Sure.
0: Okay. So maybe your listeners probably realize that, you you know, you um, you, know, you have a, a variety of skill set. You, you, uh, you work in real estate, and then, of course, you have to show, and so you also do online marketing and social media. And so you and I were talking about the idea that, okay, well, um, my, my, as I recall, you've done some coaching, but it's not like you have five or ten years of experience in it. Is that fair to say? Yes. as a business coach, okay, however, let's just say that you are my client, even though that's the case, one would say, well, because our our thinking is like we go to school and we have to graduate, and we have this call this thing called the ladder theory, meaning that I have to go from one rung to the next, and you know in school we go from one grade to the next, right or in corporate right. America, we have one year of experience, two years of experience, and three years of experience. But see, but in your case, you've had many successful businesses already, and so I would argue that you have more experience then you may realize for the simple reason that what is the, what is the value of a business coach is the fact that you can help somebody else grow their business. Well, I know for a fact, and, you know, and, and this is only after talking for about maybe 15 minutes, I'm sure we dig further, there's even more relevant experience, is that you can make other skills that you have relevant to the buyer as long as it's proper position. So in your case, you're running a very successful real estate business. Well, I've done that as well, and I know for a fact how complex that business is. So when I have a client that said, well um, – I've never had anybody actually ask me what's my degree or my certification or how many years have I done it. You see? So, when it's yeah. done properly, see, because we use that, I wouldn't say it's a crutch, but we use that because we've been conditioned to lead with how many years of experience do we have. More, the clients, when it's, and this is related to one of the questions later, what the clients really want is can you deliver the results that they want? Right. They, and so, that's really the most imperative thing. Now, there is a skill set you have to be able to do, which is you have to be able to drill down what is this most important to them. And it may not always be what you think it is. Because I made this mistake before. I've had clients who were very successful, and I just naturally assume, unfortunately, uh, that they wanted to grow the business. And in some cases, it was that they actually were trying to simplify their life. You see? And so in that case, had I gone gone on and on about, oh, I could help you grow the business and whatnot, well, that wasn't what's most important to them. So the part about, let's just say you're starting out, Again, if you're, you know, I suspect that most of the folks listening to this show are probably in their 30s, at least, and maybe in the 40s up to their 50s. You have skill set that you accumulated that right now you're probably discounting. You see, and the biggest thing is also is that you want to focus on, on really listening and figure out what is it they really want to happen, and then making your, uh, making your uh, expertise or your experience relevant to that, and then showing them how they can, they can benefit by getting there faster by the skills that you have. So, yes. uh, cause it's, because if you carry that around, because the most extreme version I have is, is a client that I have who had multiple PhDs already. I think he's written like 10 or 11 books. And he felt like, well, I don't have enough expertise. I'm like, okay. So if you already have three PhDs, and I think at the time he had 11 books, and I said, you know, a little bit, probably a little bit bluntly, I said, I don't think writing a twelfth book or getting a fourth PhD is really going to make a huge difference in what you can charge. Because if that already worked, it would already work five books ago. You see, yeah. he was still waiting for somebody to annoy that he's, you know, that he's, he's, uh, that he has the right expertise. And fortunately, you know, after an extended period, he realized that, yeah, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't what the client was looking for. I mean, it helped him position properly, but it wasn't where he should focus his energy. So again, yeah. focus more on what the client wanted to have happen. And then, you know, and then a couple of the other questions, there's a couple of other factors, but that's really the biggest one. Um and don't get so obsessed about certification and also years of experience. All that is valuable, but at the end of the day, that's not the make-or-break factor in whether you can charge more or not.
1: Sure, and you're right. People want results. That's it at mm-hmm. the end of the day. So that's that, that was very good. Um, in your experience, what's the what's the number one thing an expert needs to offer when charging premium fees?
0: Yeah, we, we touched on this already, and you just mentioned it right there. What what, what the clients want is they want an outcome. Yes, You know, and again, most of the folks on here are, again, you know, you have some expertise. You could be, I'll give you a a list of, you know, different uh, industries that I've I've helped clients in. Um, You know, I've already mentioned real estate. Uh, You know, I'm working with multiple clients right now in some variation, what broadly call it the relationship market. Uh, You know, some of them are trying to basically just improve the existing relationship, like a husband and wife. Some of them are basically looking to establish a relationship with a special someone in their life, right? Yes. And and things like that, so so if you really look at what's happening, um, you nobody falls out of bed saying, "Hey, I need another book. I need you know ten more DVDs. I need to you know watch another whatever, right?" Because that's usually how information mm-hmm. is disseminated. Really, what the the fo- when you're charging premium fees, typically the profile is somebody who obviously has money, uh, and and usually if they have money, they're successful, and usually that means they're somewhat busy. And so it's counterintuitive, but if you can help them get there faster, many times you could charge even more money. A good example is this Federal Express. Right? All of us at some point in our life probably had to overnight a packet and we brought the scramble right, right to a FedEx, you know, office. You compare yeah. that to how much it costs to mail a letter, you know, um, using a standard postage stamp. Now, the US yeah. post office also offers overnight services as well, but still Federal Express still charges two to three times that of what the US postal service, you know, charges, right? So why is that? Right. It's because of the result that do what you want. Like when that thing has to happen and it has to get there overnight, that's what you pay for, you see. So again, uh, many of my clients uh, will use the one that's the dating because that's the one that, you know, that most folks may not believe that you could charge more for it. Well, let's just say that you're looking for that special someone and they said, well, look, um, you know what, I could take 12 months to do that or I could do it in a month. And you're, right. like, really lonely, and you really want that special someone in your life. Would you really pick the 12-month option? So, yeah, so, if, you know, and depending depends on how it's important right. to you. You probably would pay a premium to get it done in a month. Now, there's no guarantee right. that, you know, you're going to connect. But the point is, like, you know, some of us kind of mis- misunderstand, like, the value we bring to the table, and a lot of times we equate it to the time. And usually this yeah. originates from the idea of, like, uh, dollars per hour. Right. You see? A great mm-hmm. example of this is looking at celebrities or basically singers, athletes. You know, Tom Cruise doesn't get paid by how many hours. I mean, granted, it does take several months to shoot a movie. But depending on whether it takes six months or seven months or three months, he's going to get his salary. And last time I checked, it's a very healthy one and a percentage of, the, you know, a percentage of how much the movie makes at the box office. You see, it's very instructive right. to look at industries like that because what are they paid for? They're paid for some outcome in his case, you know, helping make the movie success and attracting people to watch the, you know, to watch the movie. But the idea is that you want to focus, again, on what we said earlier, is listening to what the clients, what is it that they really want to have happen that's not happening, and then, you know, aligning, you, aligning your expertise to help them get there faster, and then, of course, being able to communicate that to the client. So, you know, if you want to sum up with one word, it's usually you're selling an outcome or results. Do not get caught up on, oh, my stuff Come, you know, like, again, I, I, I speak from painful experience, so this took me a while. So, so I realized that this may be some, you know, maybe some, some uh, fairly, ra- um, you know, it required you to basically adopt some practices. Refrain from basically saying how many years of experience you have or whatever. Like nowhere in my bio did I mention how long I've been doing this. What's more yeah. important is the fact that I've helped hundreds, of, you know, in some cases, you know, arguably even thousands of folks around the world. That's what's most important, not the fact that I have some degree from whatever, because I'm not applying for a job. Right. I mean, we're entrepreneurs right. here. You see, again, that's that right. conditioning comes from us because we were going, we we're applying at different jobs. Because that's the first thing they ask you: how many years of experience do you have? You see. Right. And so exactly. you want to focus again on the results and the outcomes that you create for your clients. And as long as you you focus more on that, the byproducts like your fees, and you'll get more confidence because you realize, wait a minute. I did make a big difference in that client's life. I saved their marriage, or I reconnected them, or I helped that person find that you know that special someone in their life. I helped them you know basically buy that house at a discount, or I helped them you know make more money online. I helped them quit a job that they really hated, and now they're enjoying you know uh, they're actually enjoying their life or change. That's a you know that's there's a lot of uh, and a lot of them we discount them because we oh that only took a couple of hours. You see right. Yeah, and so that—that's where right. that's where a lot, yeah, that's where a lot of us fall to trap into. So focus more on results and outcome, and use that as more of your communication than basically talking about how long it takes to do that.
1: Absolutely, that's that's um, uh, well broken down. Uh, let's say that I've been undercharging for my services. How can I quickly address that?
0: The biggest thing that uh, I, I see that uh, that folks, uh, this one tip alone has made me, you know. Several million dollars over the, uh, over my uh, career, and it's also definitely helped a lot of my clients. The number one challenge that you have when you're just trying to charge high fees is that you're selling to the wrong market. Um, yeah. Again, it may be yeah. you know it may it may I may step on some toes. What I'm about to say next, but some folks talk about like uh, you know what we what we kind of say you know fairly bluntly in the sales world is don't try to sell Mercedes to broke people because it's a mismatch. You see, right. you know, like you and I both talked about this. You got to be ready, willing, and able, and that's the last one that most people overlook. Ready, willing meaning their desires so are ready means that you know they're ready to make a decision. But able, you see, so they can't afford your high fees. Your, your high fees doesn't make them a bad person. Doesn't make you a bad person. Just means a mismatch. So the first thing I would right. do is figure out is there a more affluent market that can benefit from what it is it you're offering?
1: That's good. Now, you're a big advocate of having fewer clients and not more. Can you clarify that?
0: Sure. Um, most of us are, are, again, you know, if you go all the way back to what I said in the beginning, is many of us here are looking for a business that supports our lifestyle. And all of us have been guilty of this at some point or another where we basically put the business in front of our lifestyle, right? So right. so if you look at it, this is a very, very subtle trap that we fall into, believing that we need more and more and more clients, and if you're doing, if you have, if you run a manufacturing plant, that's very, that's a great, you know, that's very doable because you're just churning out, you know, widgets or whatever it is that you're, you know, manufacturing. But most of them on this call are working in a what I call a client-centric model, meaning that we're delivering some value to our client, which they compensate us for. Well, you realize very quickly that clients on the high end, in many cases, which is very counterintuitive, is that they're better clients, meaning that they, it's actually easier to have them succeed. And also, they're actually less demanding, you see? And yeah. like I used to, you know, for, for a very brief period, against my better judgment, I decided to, you know, test out the idea of selling low-ticket item. And good Lord, the customer service spiked like almost five to ten times, you know, because of the fact that there yeah. was so much more hand-holding. And also, the, the folks that are successful, they realize what it takes to be successful or, or to, you know, be more successful. So they take a lot more personal accountability, for their outcome. Right? Because earlier yeah. we talked about selling outcome and results. And so what I found what I found is like you can get to six figure and in some cases even seven figure would only handle clients as long as they're the right clients. So what does that yeah. imply? Well that means that if you have fewer clients, they have to be able to pay you a lot more, which means they have to be in position to pay you a lot more. Again earlier about selling to the more affluent clients. You see? So, so that's kind of how it all fits together. And again, many of my clients that come to me when they say, "Well, what should I be doing?" I ask them the question, "What do you want your lifestyle to be?" And I've seen, you know, I've seen all kind of you know different interesting lifestyle consideration. Uh, I want to work nine months a year and take three months off. I have one client right now that wants to live six months in New York and six months in New Zealand. Uh, I have another client that actually is making you know a very uh, very, very profitable business, but they travel way too much. So they want to cut down to travel by at least 30 some, and maybe 50%, you see? Yeah. So w- when you're doing that, you have, to ba- you have to go back to what you want your lifestyle to be. In my case, because I do enjoy traveling for business and leisure, and and uh, I have a special someone in my life, and we've, all, you know, we've already talked about the idea of living at least a month abroad, right? So when I look at yeah. a business, that means that probably I don't want to have a storefront, Right, <laughs> because that means that storefront is probably going to be closed unless I want to hire a general manager, which you know, I don't want to deal with. So what you want to do is look back, what is it you want your lifestyle to be? And nine out of ten times, I would argue that most people don't, they don't actually want more clients. What they want is a more profitable business. Yes. But because of the way that we've been conditioned, we equate that with more clients, we make more money. In my case, when you apply the principles I'm talking about, you can actually turn it on its head somewhat. Because most of the time, I only have a handful of clients, cool. and, you know, and I do very, very well. I'm one of the highest paid you know, uh, professional in, my, in the category that I'm in, and that's the thing that I share with people is how do you create a better lifestyle you know, by, by also sharing your gifts with the world, but also not you know, go crazy. Because if you wanted to, trust me, you can't work every hour imaginable day awake, and I can almost guarantee you that's going to lead to burnout, divorce, and health problems and all kinds of side effects that you don't want to have. Because I yeah. saw that because that's where I came from was a high-end custodian where people had, you know, literally travel almost every other day. And so that's exactly the model I didn't want to copy. And so I had to come up with a model that basically allowed you to make a very, very, you know, um, very, very nice lifestyle business with only a handful of clients.
1: And you know what? That's perfect. I, you know, when we first talked and, um, and um, you, you were kind of sharing with me based upon the information I gave you, uh, of what I wanted, and when you asked, and it, it, well mainly when I read it in the book, you covered that, you know what type of lifestyle do you want, that 's how you have to create or model have a business model to uh go hand in hand with you know h- how you want it set up, and for me, I think I share it with you, I love to travel more so for pleasure, um mm-hmm. but not necessarily travel as much for um uh, you know for work. And right. you know, being being able to have a handful of clients, you know, just ten paying twenty thousand, that's a good living. It's two hundred thousand a year. So right. just that whole concept of being able to accomplish that is just having knowing what the model is and creating that for the lifestyle that you want. And man, when you cover that in the book it just it just hit me and uh I thought that was very profound, but it makes sense, just like you said. You know, a lot of people think that you should have a lot of clients that, you know, people that travel all of the time are making all of this money. That could be true for for a lot of them, but but at the same time, like you said, the quality of life, uh, your health, uh, being on the road so much, you know, having to deal with maybe lower end type of clients that's paying less, but just you have a whole lot more headaches. um, You know, that's not for me. So just about you hitting that in the book was was really profound, and I just wanted to share that.
0: Well, yeah, I, I appreciate that because there. Are, again, the mo- I'm not saying the model doesn't work. I'm just saying that this is an ultimate model that has resonated with many of the folks I've shared it with, which is you get lots of clients that are paying you, you know, a little bit more model speed, Let's just say, you know, 100, maybe 150 bucks. And when you do the math, you have to have hundreds of clients to do that. And then because of that, there's breakage, and it's 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 possible, but I find it has so many moving parts. And trust me, I mean. I'm reasonably good at, you know, managing a lot of stuff. And I just, it just dawned on, me, it's like, well, is that really necessary? You know, when I started with a clean slate, I realized, hey, there's another, you know, more simplified model that, like you said, as long as it fits your lifestyle. Now, I don't, I, I can't talk, I don't know where every person on the call is coming from here, but like Lo, uh, like Lo was just sharing here, this is a fairly straightforward model to hit six figure. And, you know, with, a little, you know, with some tweaks, you could hit seven figure. And I'm talking about net, that's what I want to emphasize with the people on this call. When you hear a lot of businesses doing, oh, well, this business is doing a million dollars or so, that's gross. That's how you keep at the end of the day. And I've helped yes. many businesses add a million dollars to their business. And when you add in the overhead, the reef I mean, and all the other stuff, affiliates, I mean, all of these moving parts, the net is so much smaller. And it's almost like that old Wendy's uh, commercial, where's the beef? You know? <laughs> Like some of the right. largest companies that you know about out there in our industry are not by no means the most profitable. I mean, it's all they can do to keep the lights on because there's so much overhead. And I know some of these business owners, and it's it's so stressful. You see, yes. and now if that's your thing. I mean, hey, I, go do it. You know, I'm not I'm I'm the last person to you know if you like that complexity, and you like uh, managing lots of people, by all means, do it. I'm not suggesting you don't do it, but. Many of the folks on this call, I suspect, like like you, like are similar to you and I, That's probably why, why uh, I'm pretty sure that's why they listen to the show, is they want a simple model that allows them to hit six figure and beyond, and keep a certain quality of life. You know, spend more time with your family. Uh, you know, uh, maybe volunteer more of your time to your favorite charitable organization, and all of you know all of these things. I say all of this because it's personal experience. I took several months Absolutely. off and helped. You know, yeah, you know, a charity raise over hundred thousand dollars because I was compensated very well with my existing clients. I could have not have done that if my business demanded I'd be there every hour of the day.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of folks on here are uh, very interested and in, uh, that's why now I, I want to go, before we leave, please share where uh, people can go to to get your book Expert Riches, The Four-Step Process for Quickly Raising Your Prices by 300% or more for coaches, speakers, and authors. Where, where, where can they go to get that book?
0: Sure sure so um so again the the uh the let me uh read this out here so sure. we created a special page uh for the folks on this um listening to this show it's at expert riches that's r i c h e s dot com dot com slash low which is l o and there what will happen is there'll be a uh, there'll be an opportunity for you to download this book and um as I said, this is the only book of its type out there that that covers this. Again, that website is expertriches.com/low. And then once you once you've gone through the book, there's an opportunity for you to fill out a questionnaire uh, to see if there's a fit for us to you know meet uh, on, a, on a on a one-on-one chat like this. And because uh, what I do is I help a lot of cl- uh, my clients build a lifestyle business around their expertise. And so once you uh, had a chance to review the book, there's an opportunity for us to schedule a time for us to talk together to see if I can be of service to you and, you know, to see if it's a fit for us to move forward together. So,
1: Awesome. Alex, thank you so, so much. You just shared um, just a ton of nuggets. And for those of you that couldn't write fast enough, obviously this is going to be recorded. But, so go back and listen to the interview as, as often as you need to. But definitely go to expertriches.com forward slash low. Download the book. Um, it's excellent. Uh, I've, I've learned a ton, and I'm looking forward to, um, I'm on Alex's list, so I'm looking forward to working with him uh, on a more personal level here in the very, very near future. So as always, Alex, thank you. And for the listeners, always remember, take action, because when you take action, it pays. Thank you.
0: Thanks a lot, though. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.